0: Hey, this is Angry Steve, and this is Pissed Off Ryan, <laughs> and you're listening to 60 Psycho Home, the angry guitar, buying, selling, trading, <laughs> fixing, modding, <laughs> and reviewing podcast. Oh, we're
1: so angry. So oh man. angry. <laughs> <laughs> no one has any idea why we're mad. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to know. It's all right. It's okay. You can, if you have an idea of why we're mad, uh, comment on the Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why are Ryan and Steve mad? <laughs> <It's> because <laughs> we sound angry.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm registered nonpartisan and I vote
1: libertarian, so uh, that's so pretty so much covers it yeah, all. So you were born mad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, great start to an episode, Steve. What are we drinking?
0: Uh we are drinking the
1: Sam Adams uh Double Black Black Ale. It's right it's pretty good. I'm I'm really liking it. Yeah, we had this. We had the Sam Adams Oktoberfest last week, right? Uh, well, we had the Karl Strauss Oktoberfest. Oh, Karl Strauss, last that was that was pretty good. Yeah. And then this is really nice too. It's uh, I don't always like Sam Adams beers, but this is really solid. I think I might. Yeah, go, this is one of their special releases. I might go try to uh, track down a sixer of this or something. I don't know if they sell a sixer oh wherever i gotta get it that's where i'm gonna get it they've Steve. Got
0: this one uh the double black they've got Yum. the noble pills it's kind of sweet uh they've got some kind of double other double thing i'm not sure what it is they've got a hell's Bock. uh-huh um they've got a ch- chili
1: like a pepper beer
0: yeah some kind of pepper beer i forget huh. exactly what it was and uh they're all together in like some kind of crazy variety pack i'm I don't think that's the fall seasonal. I don't know what it is. Some sort of just thing.
1: Yeah. I'll have to go hit up Costco or the grocery store and see if I can find it somewhere soon cuz I'm I'm really enjoying yeah, it. Unless it's like a fall
0: seasonal and I just missed on the Oktoberfest cuz usually they're fall. Yeah. Se- usually their fall seasonal has the pumpkin spice in it.
1: Yeah, I'm not big on pumpkin beers. So I'm Anyway. A, uh what was I gonna say? Who cares? Yeah, who cares? We're angry. Yeah, oh, all right, man. Uh, so, so, what's new, Steve?
0: Yeah. Uh, I I talked about this I think in an earlier episode, maybe I didn't. Uh, but I got an Ampeg balls. Uh huh. Amp. <laughs> Have you shown your doctor? <laughs> oh my gosh. So the, I got an Ampeg ba uh, ba one fifteen, and on some forum somebody pointed out, even though they're all this way, like there's the ba right. like one oh eight. The BA one twelve and the BA one fifteen. They're saying that
1: the one and
0: the, the one, L look like two Ls. Yeah, so BA one one five looks like the Ampeg BA
1: LLS. Right, the Ampeg balls. Hey, that's not that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: it's a creative.
1: That's that's, that's, a creative. that's a good thing to have on your base amp. You want your base amp to have balls. Yeah, except uh, you,
0: well, anyway, yeah. Um, so it's a hundred watt one by fifteen. I've wanted this amp for a long time because it has a tilt back. Yeah, those, that's and, nice, and that's a really cool thing, especially like for house playing, even uh, f- for small stage playing or like lower volume stages. Like, yeah, totally. It's a really neat feature. Um, but uh, and I bought this thing for twenty bucks. Damn, it had a scratchy pot, and which I sprayed a bunch of electronics cleaner into. Gone. I didn't even have to open the thing up. I just sprayed nice. it over the shaft, let it drip in, and then moved it, moved it a bunch, and it's gone. And Magic. it had a uh, jack that would just go like crazy. Were you at the practice where I ha- where no. I brought this? No. Uh, so this thing would just go crazy. And what I think uh, was going on is someone had taken the jack off for some reason and um, didn't put the washer back, so it wasn't making like a. Comp- ground all the time. Gotcha. Every once in a while the jack would drop into a position and just start freaking out. So all I had to do was take the the nut portion off the jack put a washer on, put the nut portion back on and it seems like it's working fine. So I got that thing up on Craigslist now. I got an offer for it within the first 24 hours for trade. Yeah. Nintendo 3DS. Oh man Steve, you could play so many games. I don't I don't. E- I barely know what a 3ds is.
1: <laughs> like I, I've seen <laughs> kids with it, but like yeah. I'm like, what would I do with this? Um, the doesn't guy, da- doesn't Davey have a 3ds? I don't know. He's got some kind of Nintendo little handheld thing. It might be a 3ds. I know he was super stoked on it when he got it a couple of years ago. Like that, it was like his like. Oh really? I'm a grown up, but I want to have a new game system sort of right purchase. I don't.
0: I just don't know anything about that stuff. Um. I just play free games on my phone. (laughs) And um, so I just told the guy like, oh, I'm not really interested in that. And he's like, and then he said, well, what else do you have to trade? like, Or what else do you have for trade? Something like that. I'm just not going to respond. Like, yeah, I'm like, why? Why would you assume that I have other stuff on
1: Craigslist right now? I do have other stuff on Craigslist, right? But you still don't want to. But it's like, I don't. I'm not interested
0: in Nintendo. The
1: the issue isn't that you don't want to trade your amp for Nintendo. The issue is that you don't want to trade anything for Nintendo.
0: Exactly. Well, well maybe
1: maybe if it was an original Nintendo, I've got that. I've got an EMG pickup that I would trade for a Nintendo DS. Would you trade? Would you trade that amp for a? Uh, an original NES. I'd have system. to see. I'd have to actually look what if they're it, selling. If for. If it comes with like a ton of games,
0: I'd have to look at what I think I could get. Sure. For. I mean, but maybe that would pique maybe? my interest more. I wouldn't keep it, but um, you would play with it a w- little while. Yeah. So, you get. You'd get your Super Mario Two on. Oh yeah. Uh, absolutely. I would. Yeah. I. I am kind of bummed about about selling this amp. Um, it's big. It doesn't really fit in my condo. It sounds okay. It's got a bit of a hiss in the high end that's related to like the tweeter. Uh-huh. Um and in really in a big room you don't really notice it, but in a small room it definitely like that hiss is prominent. Um but I just I I've had it for a couple weeks. Maybe actually longer than that. Like maybe close to a month now. Yeah, a month or something. And I you I used it once. I fig I used it w- once figured out what was wrong with it. Fixed it,
1: I'd just rather have the money, yeah, totally, so I mean, you got other solutions in your life for playing bass, yeah, uh you're not in a band outside of church right now, and if you were and you needed a bass, you would just take your money and you'd go buy what you want, or I'd use the polytone, or you'd use a polytone, I exactly. just need a band that's down with me using the polytone, who's gonna be against a polytone? it's so cute. <laughs> 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 all right, so what's new with you? Uh, I have been messing around with that SG, and I've been a little frustrated lately. Uh, the pickups sound really thin and squishy to me. I can't figure out if it's the wiring I did or if it's just the nature of an SG- of SGs. Like my other guitars that have humbuckers, they don't sound like that at all. So I'm thinking there's something weird in the wiring. It might be the cheap-ass pots I put in there. yeah. Um,
0: it, it seems still seems weird
1: to me that it would be the pots. Do you know what the cap values are? No. Um, They're whatever. I bought like a pre-assembled pot assembly. Right. That was really cheap and it had the caps already in there. Well, actually one of the caps I swapped out with another cap I had. Okay. But it should be fine. It's a normal tone cap.
0: Yeah, I I looked at your
1: wiring. Everything looks pretty normal. So I'm going to try disconnecting the bridge pickup and going straight to output with it and seeing if that fixes the issue. Right. Because if it doesn't, that means that there's something going on in the wiring. Because even the neck pickup sounds weird to me. Like, it sounds deeper and it sounds more full, but it still sounds weird. Yeah, they both sound pretty
0: thin, clean. And that was the thing that was confusing because when I came in and you were like, oh, I don't know what's going on with my SG. You first were playing it with like the through the OCD, I think. Yeah, and uh, I was like, "What's wrong with it? It sounds like ACDC." Like, yeah, it sounds like you know, Dirt. Like on with Overdrive, I feel like the SG sounds like an SG. Sure, sure. But there's definitely when you play it clean. I was like, "Where, where did all, where'd it go?" Yeah, where did like, it it all go? It Shouldn't be that thin.
1: Yeah, maybe it should. I don't know. I'm I know. not an so SG guy. If it's if the pickups are fine and the wiring is fine, and this is just how SGs sound. I'm probably going to put this thing back on the market pretty quick. Well,
0: I think with everything put together like this, you can definitely get your money's worth.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I bought this thing a couple, couple of weeks ago, and I had paid 250 for it, but I had to do all the assembly on it. I've mentioned this before, but if you're a new listener or you forgot then maybe you want to recap, Uh paid 250 for it. I could probably flip it as it is right now for 400 easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if I wanted to sit it out, I could maybe get 500 Uh But I really want to get it to where I think it should sound first. I really like the way it feels. It's it's a really comfortable guitar. I like the way it looks. I've had an itch for an SG. I'd like to make it you know, do what I think it should do. So that's kind of where I'm at right now with this guitar. Uh, I don't have a lot of... I was thinking about this earlier... I don't have a lot of time for projects these days. right? And this is like my only project going on in, in, on my guitar stuff. It's like when you have a kid, you like people think, oh, your life is going to end and you're not going to be able to do all the stuff that you love. I'm still doing all the stuff that I love, but I have to do it very intentionally now. Yeah. Like if I go and I'm going to play a show with my band, I have to very intentionally go have a practice and then go – And do the show. It's not like, oh, yeah, I think, oh, yeah, maybe we'll do a couple of practices and we'll see how it goes and stuff like that. It's like I go to practice. I'm focused. It's like, let's, you know, get everything tight for this. Sure. Or like there's another if there's another project I'm working on, like I'm tight and I'm focused on it because like I've got to maximize my time. I can't dilly dally. Basically, anything in my life that I'm doing right now is because I actually really want to do it and I'm doing everything I can to make it work. Right. So it's like I'm not going to be chasing weird guitar projects anymore for a while anyways. Well, and just to know, see like what's going on. I want to, you know, do solid stuff that right. that I actually know that I want to do. And
0: going, you know, going into the SG like you knew to like this isn't this is an SG. It's not weird. Right, right. Like this is something where you know like I'm going into 50 Maybe I have to drop like another thirty forty bucks or whatever in like small parts, sure, but I can probably throw this back up as a refinished s g with upgraded pickups for four hundred four hundred fifty bucks. Right. I knew I wasn't money. I at
1: least wasn't gonna take a loss even after the time I spent putting it together like, exactly so that that's nice. I mean, I spent like five or six hours figuring out the wire, wiring the first time, which is longer than it should take someone. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a little backwards with wiring stuff, and I'm not the best at it. Uh, but still, like the time that it took makes it worthwhile. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's just where I'm at with it. I'm hoping I can get it to sound really cool. And sound the way that I think it should sound. I just think, I feel like it should sound fuller. It just sounds thin to me and got this little squish to it. Needs Need some hot rails. <laughs> I have hot rails sitting in my parts box up there. Got the hot rails off my old Strat project. And those things are crazy hot. I think they're like 15. Right. They're nuts. Oh, yeah. Um. So, I don't know. It, it's going to be a continuing evolution with this guitar. Until I decide to sell it someday. All right, right, so ads. Woo! Let's get into ads. Who cares about our new stuff anymore? Let's talk about old stuff. Well, it's not old stuff. It's just stuff that's on the used market, right? It's just ancient. (laughs) (laughs) Obsolete even. This ad
0: says, I hate when people do this. So the title is... That's what the ad says? K-Opt Cat Guitar. Uh, uh, $50. And then the text says, Cop.
1: K-O- this is K-O-P-P, cop, cat, guitar, $50. Um, Major spelling issues on both times that he tried to say the name of the guitar.
0: Yeah. So what this is, is this was a, a label, a brand label. When I say brand label, I, I'm not really sure how to describe this. It's I really get, hard to track down distri- information. It's a
1: distributor, I guess. It's, a, it's really hard to track down specific <laughs> information on this specific brand. But there's a lot of theories out there,
0: right? So this was a brand called Copycat. Uh, This guitar is an SG copy. It's a bolt-on neck. It's got some things that like are neat. It's got some things that are like painful to look at. Yeah. Um. It's fifty bucks, right? It's fifty bucks. Yeah. So like the SG pickup or the SG style pick guard is like, oh, that looks like an SG style pick guard. The neck has. Uh, like rectangular inlays, that's cool. Yeah, the pickup in the neck position is like half an inch closer to the bridge or yeah. further away from the neck, and the bridge be.
1: is pretty close to the middle. Yeah, and um, what do you think about that neck joint? The neck joint, there's like a gap in it. <laughs> I I looked up other versions of guitars from this brand. That gap isn't how they come. I swear to you. I think that. There's either major intonation issues with that guitar. And somebody moved the neck. And someone moved the neck in a very dramatic way to try to alleviate that. Or someone did a really bizarre... Or th- maybe they were like, oh, the, the neck doesn't look right. On a real SG, the neck is is further away from everything. Or right. I'll just fix it with my screwdriver here. Oh, <laughs> You know, it's got screws. I can unscrew it and then just... Attach the neck further up. And so there's this huge gap in the neck joint. I can't imagine things are going great for that guitar. Yeah. Th- being de- strung up that way. It's
0: definitely funky. It's M.I.J. In, a, in the bad way. Yeah. In the bad, bad, bad way. <laughs>
1: We've been drinking.
0: Um, <laughs> so, yeah. um So you said you found some theories on this.
1: Yeah. There's some theories of, you know... Other people online who have guitars from this brand, you know, the, the models are all over the map. There's hollow bodies, there's strat copies, there's, you know, Les Paul copies. This is obviously an SG copy. Uh, there are people saying that it's from the Greco factory, there's people saying that it's from uh, uh, various different Japanese factories. Right. There is one person who has. That I, that I found them online. They have a guitar that is labeled "Copycat," and underneath the black paint on the headstock, they they say that they can see the outline of the Ibanez logo. So that's a pretty good clue that this was getting made in the same factory as lawsuit era Ibanezes, right? And
0: lost and I the lawsuit era Ibanezes, I think, at least at one point, were made. In the uh, one of the Gak, Fujigen Gaki factories, okay, uh, which are the actually and that makes that was one of them. So apparently they used the Fujigen Gaki or the Tisco factory. Uh, Ibanez did so. Um, because this thing's just so janky, maybe that is why. Maybe it was made in the Tisco factory. Maybe as like an Ibanez style, like something Ibanez was doing, but like a lower end. This is like the weirdest theory because there's zero support for this, I'm yeah, sure. And there's
1: very few actual instances of guitars from this brand online. Like the, the information's really thin. Right. Like most of the most of the things online are people asking what is this? What is the information? Sure. And then people making wild accusations. (laughs) Uh, Oh,
0: so speaking of wild accusations, so I'm going to, I'm going to encourage you guys who are listening to this to make Um, wild accusations. No, what do you think
1: Steve has done wrong in his life? Everything. Um, (laughs) or nothing. What made us so angry? Um,
0: yeah, throw out some wild accusations on that one. Excuse me. Um, I had this happen to me recently on a guitar forum. Uh so I just want to encourage you guys like I'm all about learning. I'm all about sure. like figuring out what stuff is. But if somebody says, "Hey, can anyone identify this guitar?" and think about what you're about to say and then think about why you think it is Why you think this guitar is what it is? I've seen this happen so many times. Yeah, I know Um, the
1: specific post you're talking about. The one this past week. Yeah,
0: yeah. um, But I've had this happen to me a few different times, where like someone will post a picture of like a silver tone that's clearly like it's vaguely Fender because it has offset. It has like uneven horns. Right. It doesn't like a Stratocaster. Like the horns are different lengths. And it has three pickups. Those are all of the features it shares with a Fender-style guitar, nothing else. Different bridge, different neck style, different controls, different everything else. And someone will be like, oh, uh, it kind of looks like a Fender. (sighs) And I'm just like, what? They're like, oh, it's kind of like a similar body shape, like something Fender might have experimented with. And I'm like, no, no Fender. Fender... I don't know if you can hear my crazy hand gestures in the microphone. <laughs> Fender really, when they experimented with body designs, they were very concrete designs.
1: Yeah, they were
0: very concrete. Like,
1: there's th- very few prototypes out there.
0: Yeah, there's no like. Well, the- Fender made this Stratocaster style guitar, and then they made another Stratocaster yeah. style, and then finally they made the Stratocaster. Or vice versa, like everything Fender's done has been very different. They release
1: completed models, there's yeah, there's not a lot of evolution there,
0: yeah. And, and so, my point is, like, that's fine. Um, that guy was, wasn't was as frustrating. Um, there's other things where people would be like, Oh, well I, I think this is a Fender MIM, and it's like, No, clear, like, none of the parts on this, yeah, like, it says none of the made features, in America, yeah, it on says the made headstock. in USA on the headstock, yeah. Um, But
1: that bridge, that doesn't look like what they have on the American bridges this year. Yeah, well, it's what they had on them last year. Yeah,
0: and my point is, like, it's okay to be wrong. Ryan and I, I've, you guys listen to this. All you know, day long we're I'm wrong. we get a lot of stuff wrong. We make corrections on the Facebook group. We make corrections on the podcast. Yeah, sometimes we um, call
1: each other in the middle of the night. and We just say, I have to correct myself. We, oh my gosh, I said this today about a piece about a piece of equipment and it was wrong. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, so so it's okay to be wrong. Like that's fine. Um, my point really is just if you're gonna say if you're gonna make a guess, make an educated guess. Sure.
1: Like or it's sometimes it's fun more. It's it can be fun to say, I don't know what that is, but it looks interesting. Yeah, like say that sometimes you don't always have to try to put out an answer that feels right. Yeah,
0: and more than anything, like I I I think the reason this most recent one bothered me is because I was saying like, no, this is an American made Fender. Like, not only does it say made in USA on the headstock, it's got all of these parts features that are specific to made in usa fenders and and this other guy was like "Oh, uh, I, I don't know man it just like my gut says it's mexican i'm like what in your gut tells you that this is mexican what is your gut telling you like name uh, one single feature in your gut <laughs> is it like, your pancreas yeah and like, i name name one <laughs> like just name one feature when you're looking at this uh i don't know like just the color
1: the color? It's
0: Olympic white, dude. <laughs> or yeah. Arctic white or
1: whatever. It's white. It's Fender white. Fender white whichever yeah. white it so, happens to be. So anyway. And, and you're looking at a picture on the internet. It could be all sorts of stuff on the internet. You're looking
0: at a picture. Well, and later on, somebody was saying, Oh, well, I think it's a, I think this might be the uh, new uh, Fender Fender American Deluxe Plus. The Fender American Deluxe Plus is only made in Two colors. So, no, you're wrong. Yeah. Oh, I think this looks like the American vintage, whatever. So, if somebody bought an American vintage Stratocaster, swapped out the neck for the old neck, swapped out all of the hardware for the old
1: hardware. We are fuming about a group post on a group that we're not even going to mention that happened like days ago. And doesn't even really matter. It, it doesn't because, matter. But because someone like was a few people were misidentifying a a Stratocaster, we just got so it, bent out of shape it's, over it.
0: It's just something that yeah. that it, it, I
1: think the the thing that I'm bent us out of this shape as a,
0: as a case. Like this yeah. is a case. This is a this is an instance of something I've seen a lot of. Sure. And so I'm just hoping, like for you guys, like I just want to encourage you, like to. To do a little bit of reading, like to you know, learn,
1: and don't be afraid to say I don't know. I don't know why we're even saying that because everyone who's on our group is amazing and perfect. No, it, it's true. It's true. Yeah. We have
0: really good. We have really good listeners. I think we have the kind they're of they're attractive
1: too. They're good looking. <laughs> I
0: don't know about that, but but I think I think legitimately, like a lot of the people that that in our group that at least that we interact with, people are right. listeners that we interact with are like us like they're they want to learn about guitars right they want to learn the ins and outs they don't just they're not comfortable just looking at a picture and saying oh it's a telecaster uh yeah it's probably
1: american cuz it's shiny right right i think the thing that really put us off on that specific post on another group wasn't so much the misinformation but it was the attitudes behind the inf- misinformation where it was just like Oh, well, my opinion's right because, uh, because it's like, dude, people are presenting you with intelligent options here and you're just like waving them away from your face like, like flies. Like, why won't you just look into what people are actually saying? It was bizarre. All right. We should move on to another. Yeah. Sorry about that. (laughs) And, uh, if you're playing at home, that is not the reason why Steve and I are angry (laughs) <laughs> so, if you're still trying to solve the mystery of why Steve and Ryan are angry, uh, uh, keep playing and uh, and write us and, and tell us if you figure it out. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got a uh, an ad here for a Guild X-79 original 1982 pink slash yellow stripe. This is from a friend of the show and listener Jimmy Jr., uh this is listed on Reverb for $1,945 plus $60 shipping. So basically two grand and some right. change. Uh this thing is crazy looking. I don't even know where to start. It looks like you should be able to eat it like a popsicle. It's like pink and yellow, right? It's pink and yellow, but with, like, it's not just pink and yellow. It's got two different kinds of stripes going on. It's got some wavy stripes that look like noodles. It's got some straight stripes that look... Let's just start with the body shape, dude. Like, what's that about? It is like this crazy upside-down, stretched-out, like, bubblegum explorer shape. Like, it's an upside-down explorer. Okay, okay all freaked out
0: it kind of reminds me of uh, like the reverse yamaha samurai
1: Uh, yeah kind of it's definitely got this crazy thing going on uh it's got two what look like active emg humbuckers they might not actually be emgs but they're covered that way uh it's got a calor tremolo on it which was a very popular tremolo design in the 80s right uh, 24 fret neck. Uh, it looks like it's got a three by three, uh, uh, tuner layout with a wild looking headstock. Um, the price on this is kind of up there for this finish. They had this finish in a couple different colors with the weird stripes and stuff. Okay. Uh, I found a couple that were completed listings on eBay. In the low thousands kind of range, like 1150, you know, kind of around there. They have these in solid colors, like there's like a metallic red one that I kept seeing pop up. And those were going from 400 to $600 on eBay with a lot of bidding activity. Actually, it's amazing to me how much bidding activity is on these for how funky they are. Right. Like what. What band or guitarist can you think of that you would see on a stage playing this these days? Maybe all of the –
0: because all of the early Gen Xers are in their early 40s now. They're all forming rat tribute bands, and they need this guitar.
1: If I was going to start a rat tribute band, I would get something from BC Rich. Oh, yeah. This thing is crazy. I don't – I want to know who's using this. I want to know what kind of music they're making.
0: I want to know their address and their phone number so we can be best friends. I want to
1: know what they wear when they're on stage to offset this craziness. I want to know what they wear when they go to bed. <laughs> oh, man. I don't I don't even have anything to say about the qualities of this guitar. Uh, Guild is a brand that's not around anymore, really. Well, Fender... They sold them right. They sold them to Cordoba. Guild is known more for their like jazzy rockabilly sort of things with like filtrons and let's be honest, hollow bodies. And... Guilds
0: really these days is just known for their acoustics.
1: Yeah, Guild acoustics are nice, but this is like everyone in the eighties was making funky electric guitars. This is very funky. I can't. I don't. I've never seen anyone play. One of these guitars. Like I've seen some people play some crazy guitars. I've never seen someone play one of these. Right, And it's just like the one one that sold for 600 bucks on eBay that was like metallic red. It had 21 bids on it. People were fighting over it. Wow. That's kind of crazy, right? And another one that sold for 400 had 15 bids. I mean, you know, it's not an incredible amount of bids, but it's like people are definitely interested in these guitars. I just don't get it, I guess. Maybe there's something I don't know about this guitar. Gives you superpowers? <laughs> For the way it looks, it probably does. Maybe it does actually taste like a popsicle. Gets you all the ladies. It gets you all the ladies when they see that guitar coming.
0: Unfortunately, not just the ones you want. And it gets all the ladies in a way that like you can't just pick and choose. You have...
1: Only do you so get, this is like a Twilight Zone situation. Yeah. Not only
0: do you get all the ladies, but you have to have all the ladies.
1: You can't turn away any ladies. You literally have all the ladies, and it's like a Pied Piper situation. Yeah. Like, you've got you play this guitar, all the ladies in the town, and you have to take them down to the river.
0: Right. And <sighs> and like the ladies that you that in your head you're like I don't want this lady. Like if you re- reject the lady. Then she'll try to kill you, <laughs> because if she can't have you, then
1: nobody can have you. Oh my gosh! But that's all the ladies. All the if you can't if you reject any of the ladies, they are going to kill you. No, See,
0: only the one.
1: Oh, so there's, only the one. There's one.
0: So if you're lucky, what are we talking about? The other ladies will what try are to are save you from about, the one Steve? lady that
1: you rejected. I, uh, it's too. We're talking late.
0: about the magical powers of this guitar. We're
1: too tired. We've gone in a bizarre direction. All right, uh, hit the next ad. We've got a lot to say about Dan kind electro, of this.
0: Damn electro, dirty thirty guitar amp amplifier, seventy dollars Escondido, California.
1: I don't know if that thing's worth seventy dollars. I, I don't fe- know if it's worth fifty. Yeah, it's probably worth fifty. I feel like I would be very comfortable around fifty dollars, but it is a thirty watt amp. Uh, have you had experience with those? Uh, I've seen them. I think they look cool.
0: Let's read this real quick. Yeah, uh- read it up. Here's a very nice Dan Electro Dirty 30 guitar amp amplifier. It is in very good working condition. Email or call asking $70 firm (laughs) from the internet about this amp. So here's the specs. 10 watt. 10 watt? I thought it was 30 watt. watt. All right. Dan Electro Dirty 30 amplifier. 10 watt solid state guitar amplifier with six inch speaker. Amp has a level and tone control and a sweet and dirty on off toggle or control and on off toggle, so sweet and dirty as the drive control, quarter inch input and headphone jack. These offer surprisingly a surprising amount of tonal variety. Amp weighs nine pounds. The dimensions are approximately 12 by 12 by six deep at the bottom. Very retro looking with smooth vintage pleather and vinyl covering.
1: These guitars, I mean, not guitars. These amps are interesting because they were kind of one of the first amps that did this really vintage throwback kind of look. Yeah. Intentionally. Like, now we've got amps that look like this all over the place. There's Epiphone amps that look like that. There's Fender amps that look like that. There's, you know, all all these different kind of amps that are trying to emulate this almost like 40s radio kind of look. Sure. Uh I remember playing a Dirty 30 in a store probably a decade ago. Wow. A long time ago when they first came out and I remember them if my memory serves me right it was it was pretty impressive for what it is. Even back then they were pretty cheap. Right. Cuz it's Dan Electro and it's a student level kind of thing. Uh but I remember it being very full and warm and big sounding for being a small stall solid state amp. I still, I don't know if it's actually ten watt. That's what the description says.
0: I mean, 30, I would think uh, the Dirty Thirty would be thirty
1: 30 is in the name.
0: Um, but this is these are the specs the guy found. The amp I was always interested in was the Nifty Fifty.
1: Yeah, same same line, different uh, different yeah, number. But
0: again, it, I wasn't inter- I'd never played one. I yeah. I still don't really know what they sound like. I was interested in them from the perspective of... Well, I think at the time, maybe I had some of... I might have already had those Dan Electro food pedals. Yeah. Um, the mini uh, effects.
1: So you just wanted to complete the collection. Yeah. All,
0: all Dan Electro. Yeah. I was... Um, but I, was, but I, I really liked the aesthetic. Yeah. And yeah, when... uh when the, the Dan Electro was definitely, I think, the first... At least one of the first, if not sure. the first... To do this kind of throwback um, vintage style, and this is like a very well wrapped. It's like a cream center with kind of this ox blood,
1: yeah, uh, kind
0: of on the edges.
1: They're kind, kind of, of ahead of their
0: time, yeah. Kind of like the it's a similar color scheme to, like you said, the Epiphone Junior series, sure. And uh, the the chassis style itself is is closer to the uh, Fender Champion six hundred, yeah. Um, But, you know, I I guess we just weren't really ready for that.
1: No, and I think people weren't really stoked on that sort of thing until you started putting small tube amps in them. I think if Dan Electro had made this a tube amp line, it would be legendary. Right, but was Dan
0: Electro, I mean, when's the last time Dan Electro made anything Uh, with a tube in it? The 60s or 70s. Uh,
1: Maybe that should be their next thing to get back into tubes.
0: It could be an interesting direction for them,
1: yeah. Because they, yeah, I think they've been nailing it with their guitars lately. It would be neat to see them put out a legitimate tube amp, It right. Kind of plays off the vintage silver toned and electric. Sort I of thing. think if
0: they were going to put out a new tube amp, they would probably end up putting out uh, the basically rehousing the custom Defender 5. Okay, into like a Dan Electro style housing like this. Sure, it'd just be like this single
1: knob, or it would be just like the Fender Excelsior, yeah, or the Vaporizer, or one of those Fender amps, right? That is basically a Dan Electro, Electro ripoff.
0: Well, it's, I mean, it's <laughs> true. Like, so so that's kind of the interesting thing, and we talked about this a few episodes ago. How there are certain uh, certain throwbacks that sometimes are just a little ahead of their time. Yeah. Where uh oh, we were talking about like the Fender Cyclone and the Tornado and stuff. Oh yeah, totally. And how if those guitars came out now they would fit in perfectly with like the modern player line. Uh huh. Uh or even the pawn shop line. Or the pawn shop line. Uh but instead uh they were in their time they were like mildly successful, but they were just kind of weird. Yeah, Uh, And I think in Dan Electro's case, uh, I don't think that if they rolled these out now, or if they rolled these out at the same time that Epiphone was rolling out the Valve Jr., that we would have suddenly seen a Dan Electro revival. But I think this amp style, like the whole retro Dan Electro thing, uh, is something that is always... It's going to be a consistent niche of like rockabilly guys that are into this. But every once in a while like that niche is gonna cross over. And right now it's kinda crossed over with like the dirty lo-fi indie yeah. sound to where like not only is it a rockabilly niche thing, but it's also a something that like a lot of people are doing and a lot of people are interested in. Totally. And like you said, like Fender kind of has this look, an Epiphone and there's a few uh, boutique manufacturers that I think think kinda have this vibe going on.
1: You so, know it would be a neat project for someone who makes amps is to pick up a dirty 30 or a nifty 50 gut it and slam a little tube amp in there and then you're playing this thing on stage and people are like wow, he sounds so good but he's using a little sawsted amp. what's going on <laughs> And it could be like, kind of like this little secret that you have oh my God but it, because the chassis are cool the chassis yeah. look great and you could pick them up for fifty to seventy bucks or whatever. That's a cheap chassis.
0: Yeah, but this... I don't know. Would you want a gig with the
1: 6-inch speaker? Is that what that one has? That's what it says it has. Maybe it is 10-watt then. Yeah, you know, there's some 6-inch speakers that can sound good. That's, you know, it's neat to have different speakers. I really like 8-inch speakers. I bet you. I bet there's enough room in that cab to, to squeeze an 8-inch in there. You'd probably have to cut cut that thing a little bigger. Yeah, but you could do it. Alright, anyway. You get the uh, nifty fifty, you can put a an eight inch in there. Well,
0: I think the nifty fifty already has a ten or a twelve in it.
1: Oh, okay. I have to I'll look try. it up. Yeah, I probably get bigger. a fifty and then drop drop a, a tube amp in there and you'd have a neat little amp, you know? Yeah. All right, what's our topic today? Uh oh, we're going to NAM. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh we, we put in our applications and got our passes. And I'm really excited about it. This is one of the big things that I was stoked about when we first started deciding to podcast. Is like the possibility that we could go to Nam and go and talk to people and just record our experience and uh, you know get to do the whole thing. We put out the feelers a couple of weeks, like, hey, can anyone help us get into Nam? And uh, Daniel Tayac was like, hey why don't you just get press passes, you dummies? He <laughs> is that call, what he told you? No, he didn't call us dummies. But he said, why don't you get a press pass after him and a couple other people offered to get us in on right. guest, guest passes, which is very generous and very nice. But uh, press passes are perfect for us because we can get them without taking anyone's guest passes. And it feels kind of official because we kind of are press. I wrote Nam and was like, hey, how do we get passes for this? And... Uh, and uh, they base and I explained our whole deal. I was like, hey, we're podcasters. And the person over there who answered your emails was like super stoked and like, oh, awesome. Podcasters come, come <laughs> to Nam. send us a link to your podcast when you're done. We want to hear yeah. what you do and this and that. And I, you know, it feels really cool.
0: Yeah. So we're really excited about it. Um, do you know what day you want
1: to go? I think we should try to shoot for Saturday. Okay, that's probably going to work best for me. Yeah, it's a convenience thing. There's no way, uh, yeah, you're going to be working. There's no way we are going to go up on a Friday. And Sunday is kind of like, I'd rather have a weekend buffer where it can crash afterwards. For sure. I don't mind going when it's, I imagine it's going to be crazy busy every single day. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be one of these things where you you can pick a day where it's not going to be busy. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch of different manufacturers there getting to see their stuff up and close. I was just uh, interacting with pure Salem guitars on Instagram a while back. And I was like, Hey, you guys going to be at Nam? And they're like, yeah, we're going to be at Nam and I was like, yeah. I'll see you there. Well, you know, I
0: think for me, like that's the thing that I'm looking forward to is, is, You know, I'm expecting, like, Tyak to be there. Oh, totally. I'm sure he'll be there. We're going to get to hang out with our buddies. We kind of get to hang out with Tyak whenever we want anyway. Yeah, but Uh, I
1: think there's going to be a couple listeners there.
0: Yeah, and and I think that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to, uh, I think, Cower is going to be there. I don't know if I'm speaking out of line when I say that. I was under the impression he's going to be there. I know Big Ear's going to be there. Yeah, because they're doing their uh, launch.
1: Yeah, don't forget to uh, vote. Which don't forget to vote. Which uh, which Big Ear pedal Steve should get. That's on our Facebook group pinned yep. to the very top. Uh, yep. I think I'm. You know, I think what I'm going to do is maybe once that thing
0: gets to. I don't want to wait too long. I'd like to get that thing to like a hundred total votes. Okay. Uh, which is only like half of our listenership.
1: Yeah, I'm wonder how long is the, the Kickstarter? That's thing what now? I
0: need to look at. It. It's not it's only like maybe another uh twenty five days or something yeah. left on that thing. So uh
1: something like that. So we can't wait too long. Sure. Um, I mean what how no matter how many votes we get, you're gonna buy something, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh and then we're gonna talk about it and we'll talk about big gear for a while. Yeah, we'll do try to do some video maybe. We'll do a if demo of it, yeah. Yeah, um, we might uh, we might do some video stuff at NAM too. We might have a buddy yeah. come, out, come along with us and uh, videotape or not videotape, but film or digitally capture with what light call and motion. I oh don't know because it's not video anymore. It's not on videotape. Yeah. And it's not film because it's not on, on film, it's on memory cards now. Sure.
0: They still think they call it video. I think it's just it's called like video, digital or digital video or digital film. Whatever
1: he'll he he will take moving pictures oh of you and me having the full NAM experience. I mean, I've never been to NAM. I don't know anything about. I it. always hear about it. It sounds so exciting. You know, people announce new products. Uh, you know, companies announce new products there. Yeah, you get to see stuff up close. You get to you know, there's celebrities walking around. Tayak was telling me that last year, uh, the Edge was walking around NAM. Uh, but he was in plain clothes, and he had a name tag that said Norm. <laughs> and some people knew it was him, and most people just were like in their head bubble where they weren't paying attention. Hey, Norm. And he was just walking around Nam checking stuff out. That's cool. Uh, I you know I think it would be fun to see people that I recognize as being famous musicians walking around. Right. Know. Some of them are doing you know, demos for different companies and stuff. And the more we talk about
0: this, cause I always see videos where like guys are sitting down and like playing gear and stuff and I want to play all the gear But I also know that I suck at guitar. So, like,
1: seriously, right now, I'm starting to feel a little anxious. You need to practice up, Steve. (laughs) I guess so. You need to do some tutorials and and get your chops back. Like, they're going to be like, why is this guy just playing
0: chords? Doesn't he know any sick leads? (laughs) And then I'll be like, no, no sick leads. I treat all my leads with essential oils. Oh, my gosh. Not that again. I don't
1: want to talk about essential oils. (laughs) Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about it. I've always wanted to go to Nam. It's not far from us. It's up in Anaheim, which is an hour and a half away. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna go up there on a Saturday. We'll head out early in the morning. Um. We'll probably have dispatches on the Facebook and on the Instagram. Oh, I mean, yeah. this is. We're gonna be checking in all day long. This is still pretty far away. I mean, this is you know like three months away, almost exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, almost. It's a you know quarter of a year away. Four
0: months, the entire month of October. Well, half the month of October, I guess. Uh, November, it's three December. Months, man, it's closer to four. Think about when this episode is airing. I know when this episode is airing. <laughs> this episode will air on October twelfth. It's like three months in a October week. October thirteenth. So November, December.
1: Yeah, three months in a week, something like that. I guess. Yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to be there. Uh Steve is going to have a baby before that happens. Yeah, so it'll be his it's day away from the baby. <sighs> Maybe uh your wife and your new baby will come over and hang out with my wife and my oh, new yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I don't know if that helps wives with babies to hang out with another wife with a baby. Do you really want 3 kids at your house? Oh, yeah, cuz you have your other kid, too. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea what our wives are gonna do. Good luck, wives. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to (laughs) Nam. See ya. (laughs) That makes us sound like total jerks. Well, that's because we are. Yeah. Are are there any brands you can think of that you'd really like to check out there? Um like stuff like the thing I keep thinking about is brands that I always see online, but I never actually get to touch their stuff. Because it's not in stores. What's
0: that oil, like the oil one? Uh Uh, old. Are you talking about snake oil strings? No, it's like it's an
1: effects company. Oh, with like that, the oil, pump. old
0: noise, something like
1: that. It's got that, the like the old fashioned oil spout yeah. on
0: it. I forget who makes that. I just watched their demo the other day, too. Old noise, something yeah. or other. Um, so, those guys, if they're there, um, uh, Mr. Black.
1: Yeah, it'd be fun to check be out cool his stuff.
0: Uh Jack seems like a really cool guy. I mean,
1: we've played with his stuff over at Salvage Custom. That's true. Like but that, it would be neat to meet him and uh or the talk Earth, shop. the
0: Earthquaker guys.
1: Yeah, it'd be fun uh, to meet those them. Those
0: guys are pretty cool. Um this one this one's mine if they're there. I don't know why they want it. I always be. have the
1: impression that it, that was a pretty small operation. you think he'd be there? I don't know. They're pretty he's pretty well followed. I mean, Yeah, maybe he'll be there.
0: Uh and then JHS. Yeah, totally. So, um, and you know, this is on top of the guys we've already mentioned, uh, you know, the Pure Salems
1: and the sure. Cowers and, I kinda and ho- Big Ear. I kind of hope Eastwood will be there because I've wanted to put my hands on some Eastwood guitars for a long time. I'd be surprised if they didn't have a booth. Really? Maybe I'll write. I feel like we should write people and get like a headcount of the people that we like the brands we really want to check out. We're only going to have
0: like one day.
1: I know. It's only
0: like eight hours, and <laughs> now maybe it's ten yeah. hours. I forget. I
1: feel like you know i'd I'd like to make a list of guys that we really want to hit and yeah. want to spend some time with, and then we can spend the rest of the day just you know wandering around. Sure. Uh, if if you know, hey listeners, if there's someone that you really want us to check out, uh, you can you guys can send us recommendations and we can go look at their booth and do a dispatch from there and
0: yeah or if any of you guys like already know you're going to be there maybe we can set up some kind of like listener lunch or a listener dinner or something a lunch would
1: be great because i know i'm going to get hungry dude you're always hungry yeah but we're probably going to show we're probably going to eat breakfast and then drive straight up there and then be pretty starving for lunch sure so it would be great to set something up where we meet up with everyone. I don't know if they have a cafeteria there or you have to go like off site for lunch. Maybe we'll touch base with learn, people who we'll have been learn. there and figure it out what would the, the best plan be. Maybe yeah, look at some, fun. look at the map, see if there's like an Applebee's across the street or something. Oh gosh. I don't want to go to Applebee's. <laughs> I've I went to Applebee's a while back and it was a big problem for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh do we have anything else that we want to say about that Oh uh, not going to Nam? I don't know like it's so new that I haven't
0: really had a a lot of time to process it
1: yeah so. I keep worrying that we're gonna go and then we're gonna be like well we did it we never need to do that again oh man Because I've been to trade shows before for you know the businesses that I've been in right uh some of them you're like wow that was great I can't wait till next year and some of them are like oh I have to do that again next year.
0: The people that I've known that have gone to NAM have all come back super excited about yeah. it. Yeah.
1: I just worry that it's going to be one of those situations where you're stuck in a building where there's a million signals being played through a million guitar amps. Oh my gosh. And is you get the guitar center effect where you're just swimming in sound right. and you need to get out of it every 10 minutes to breathe. Like I'm a little worried about
0: that. We need to find uh... Find whatever this year's equivalent is to the great booth. You remember when Crate had the uh, the like 16 by 16 cabinet? Oh, yeah, or like 12 by 12 or whatever it was. Uh-huh. Like, the monster. I guess it couldn't, I maybe, I guess it couldn't be like 12 by 12. It was like four by maybe it was four by 12, uh huh. But it was like literally like when I say four by 12, it's not four 12 inch speakers. Right. Or, no, I think it was. That's what they was. They called it a sixteen by twelve. Uh, it was sixteen, twelve inch speakers. It had to be
1: more than that. I don't remember. It was some it was, monstrous. There's been monstrous things that we've seen pictures of and videos of, and it's like, is that what it's going to be like? Yeah. Maybe it was sixty four. <laughs> I thought Steve was giving me the pause the recording signal, but he was just doing a hand signal. No, I was just scratching my head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> waving my hands in
1: the air that's a signal you scratch your head and wave your hands in the air yeah, and it's I, like baseball and then i pause the podcast oh my god <laughs> this has been a very professional episode oh man we're top shelf podcasters over here
0: yeah i think that pretty much wraps that up did we have another
1: topic i don't think so oh well yeah uh last episode was a little short i mean a little long this one's a little short whatever yeah. you get you guys are getting what you paid for right i hope so <laughs> all right we've got a, a song this week because someone sent us a song that's how it works thanks if it, you want to send us
0: a song or a short something or other to put in a mini episode or to put as a topic sure uh email it to us at 60 cycle hum cast at gmail.com if you get confused hit us up on facebook.com <coughs> slash groups Slash 60 cycle hum, and we will answer all of your questions personally.
1: Yeah, we do answer every question personally, don't we?
0: Yeah, if you find our page, like the page, and then find our group because the page is weird.
1: Yeah, the page is just exists so that we can, uh, like, like post things from Instagram to our page.
0: No, literally, this that is why.
1: Yeah, uh, I think some people get confused and they add that, and they're like, how come there's not much discussion here? Uh, we like we run a group, and a group, the groups are great for discussion because everyone can just post questions whenever they want or post things that they think are interesting, and we will, you know, interact with you if we have time. We usually yeah. have time. Uh, we're, another thing we're thinking about doing, and it might be up by the next episode, is we're going to try to get like a Google. Like, phone messaging service. Oh, yeah. Google where you, Voice. Where you guys can call in and leave messages for us, and then we can play those directly on the episodes and answer your questions, and people can hear your wonderful voices. Yeah. Your smooth, sultry tones, you know?
0: Yeah, so when that happens, we will put the number up, and if you're in the group, you'll be uh, among the first
1: to get the number. Uh, so Yeah, so cool. then uh, we'll have people from the group calling and leaving us messages, and maybe we can get those into uh the podcast as soon as possible yeah uh maybe uh, here's a bit of news for the next uh two episodes we might have a guest oh we might have a guest i'm not gonna say for sure because you know you never know what's gonna happen but there is a, a guest that runs an online uh Basically, gear sale kind of website. Oh yeah, and uh, they are going to be launching a new service, an online uh, store basically that specializes in boutique guitar pedals. Yeah, or boutique guitar. I know pedals. what you're talking about. Now. Uh, so I'm not going to name names just in case it doesn't happen. Uh, we got contacted with them through Instagram, and uh, I'm hoping it does happen. I think it'll be really interesting. If it doesn't happen, then you'll just have more of Steve and me. Oops. And, uh, you know, you're you're not going to hate that. You're going to enjoy it. Yeah. You're going to love it. You're going to tell your friends. All right. So this song's from uh, Vince. Vince uh, Rogers. Vince Rogers. It's called Tension. It's a really kind of like dramatic, moody uh, piano. Is it tense? It's tense. Uh, Does it create tension? It kind of, like if I had to tack emotions onto it. It kind of feels like you're breaking up with someone. Nice. But then like it has like changes throughout the song where like at first you're like really down and really sad and broken up over it. Right. And then you have like moments of like oh yeah, I'm single now. Oh, totally. I'm gonna, I'm going to go do whatever I want. Like it's got kind of this back and forth emotional content to it. Right. Where you could imagine it being like a movie soundtrack or something or in a show. Nice. Yeah. I think it's, you know, this song and the last song, we had pretty good songs. Uh, I'm liking, I'm liking what people are sending to us. Uh, you know, if you feel intimidated when you hear these really great songs, you don't think your songs are good enough. Guess what? We want to hear your songs too. Yeah. Uh, send us your songs that you don't think are as good because we like it all. Yep. We like the good stuff. We like the bad stuff. Well, I'm not going to say bad, it's just different.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. It's well, just uh, different.
1: <laughs> it's different.
0: <laughs> Thanks for putting up with us again for another hour or so. And uh, yeah, sorry. Hope you enjoy the song.
1: Sorry if we bored you. Yeah.
0: Sorry if we were too angry. Yeah. yeah sorry if we got too angry. <sighs> <laughs> Here's
1: the song.